welcome guys to the podcast as per usual. Kirsty just reminded me that I've been doing this podcast for a very long time. She's like, how long have you been doing this now? And I was like, I think seven years. So it's been a very long time. And do you know what? That's probably the same amount of time that I've actually followed you, Kirsty, which is hilarious. <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Bloody boiling. I'm I'm not gonna lie, I'm I can't deal with this heat. So I don't know how you're dealing with this heat being pregnant. Ah, oh, thank you very much for having me. I'm I'm a I'm lucky that I'm a I'm a bit of a sun worshipper, even though I don't have the and my skin doesn't tan. So I love I'm like a fake sun worshipper. So I'm happy I'm happy in the sun. <laughs> I'd be honest, is it is it harder being in the heat, being pregnant? Um, it is harder. I think. I think I'm getting quite deep quite quickly, but I think your kind of like level of hard changes when you've been a competitor though, because I feel like you get used to hard things. <laughs> you know, there's there's been worse things, you know, it's it kind of like the equivalent of walking upstairs. It's kind of the equivalent of doing about 20 minutes on the Stairmaster, but you know, we <laughs> it is harder. You're, you know, your core temperature's higher, your, uh, your heart rate's higher, you get out of breath easier, but you know, it's the, it, I keep saying it could be worse. <laughs> you're pregnant with twins as well aren't you yes they're identical twin girls so that's crazy Mm -hmm. oh that's exciting we'll talk about that later but I feel like I want to talk about it right now because it's so exciting so how how many weeks are you now um so I'm just shy of 22 weeks um which is actually quite far for I didn't realize before I got pregnant but a twin pregnancy is actually a lot shorter than a singleton pregnancy twins typically come at 35 weeks um if you're doing well which is five to seven weeks shorter than a single pregnancy which is quite a bit shorter so it's actually going quite quick have you been um, like have you been referencing it of like how many weeks out are you have you done the same thing that you do with competing kind of yeah kind of yeah <laughs> I feel like I do the same thing and even because my head's just like I'm this many weeks out I'm this many weeks out so how many weeks out do you think you are roughly um well it could it could be nine it could be uh it could be 15 I I suppose it could be yeah nine to 15 it's a movable show date (laughs) the target might change (laughs) on my list that was to talk about later but I was let's just talk about it now because I think it's such a it's such an exciting time for you and also I can, as I said, I've never been pregnant before, but I can imagine from potentially a competitor standpoint, you know, we're used to seeing our body change, whether we're going you know, into prep or going into an off season, but I, does it feel, is there similarities between how you go through like your phases of prep and off season to how your body changes and develops as you get pregnant? Is there any similarities you think, or is it completely different? No, it is, it is different it's one of those things where like I've been competing for probably a similar amount of time as you've been competing actually probably about seven or eight years and and, um and so in that time you do go through lots of different phases you go through growth phases obviously you you end up um super duper lean and then like you know wanting to have more life back and wanting to have more food and then you go you know, well, I want to be lean again, and you kind of go back and forth. So, I think it's it's similar to the feelings of when you're in the thick of an off season. You're like, I know I'm doing this for a reason, but I can't wait for 
<laughs> for that bit too. And I think I think that is it's normal to always want what you can't have. Like for me personally, when I'm really lean, I'm like, oh, I don't like being really lean. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm not, I'm like, no, I kind of I, I kind of want to be I kind of want to be there now. So it is kind of similar in terms of of that. Um, but the the thing is with being pregnant, there's obviously things that come about like present themselves that are not in your control and I think that that's the most um difficult thing when you're used to controlling and micromanaging every part of your nutrition and your diet and your training and you know how to optimize your performance and the factors that affect your performance are very much in your control you know the sleep the stress that sort of thing often um they're just more factors that aren't in your control if that makes sense so that can be more difficult to just adjust to um but essentially it's it's similar it's like a it's like a prep really <laughs> all your preps have prepared you for it but yeah I've, I've always been fascinated by so I, I personally I don't know if I ever will be pregnant um like this is a conversation me and Joe have had lately like you know I'm turning 30 this year like do we want the kids do we want not like and I said this is not something I've shared like probably I think I've shared maybe on my stories and stuff but like for me I think I've always wanted to adopt. I don't know why. That's always kind of been like in my head. But yeah, it does kind of get you. I always, because you just said, look, do you want your own kids? I'm like, I don't don't know if I want my own kids. But I don't know. It gets, it gets you thinking about your body like going into motherhood. And you've mentioned this on when I've looked at your post lately. Like I've really been reading a lot of your captions about like what your body's able to do for you. And actually like it really <laughs> shows you like, how bloody insane the body is to be able to put it, you know, put it through preps and off seasons, but also like what it can do for you in terms of actually holding bloody identical twins. Like it's actually crazy when you think about what your body is able to do. But pretty Absolutely. Much- and, and you're super young, by the way, firstly. <laughs> so, so Botox, babe. Botox. No, I feel like this decision is like, you know, you need to decide that right now. I don't feel like you, you have to personally. But yeah, no, I think, for for me strength training and building a strong body which I haven't always had I actually had quite a weak body when I first started training has really benefited me massively when it comes to being able to function like just being functional in general there there was a period of time right at the beginning of my pregnancy I was I had quite extreme nausea nausea and it was um, throughout the night was the worst so if you can imagine kind of like you're kind of I don't nap either I'm not a napper I think you either are a napper or not I'm not a yeah. napper um, so the, the nausea was pretty constant and and I couldn't train for a period it was it was only about three weeks I had I had extreme nausea for about 10 weeks but it was only for about three weeks it was that bad that I couldn't physically like train or try to train if you want to call it that I don't know if I'd call it that but attempt to and my back was in bits like I felt like I was I felt in I felt in pain because my body wasn't moving the way it was used to and I think that as competitors we put our bodies through so much but actually what we have to remember is we've built those foundations and a strong body that's able to cope with a lot of stress on it you know it's able to cope with a lot of training demands and a lot of um and it's put through its paces it really really is when I look back on my preps and I I think about you know the amount I was doing it's it it's capable of a lot and actually building a strong body and having a having an appreciation for that 
in terms of uh, what it's doing for you to support life is really, really amazing because you, you think, okay, I haven't intentionally been training, you know, my core like that much over this last however many years, but having it, you have to have a strong core to have good compound lifts and, uh, and good stabilization and, and movements. And you just think, that that is all contributed that is the reason why I can like support this and that's really amazing because that's that's something you don't kind of have an appreciation of until you need it I don't think you know we'll see the you know the muscle mass um you know present itself when we're lean we see the muscle definition but actually it has a functional purpose that I think is often taken for granted when we put our body through those kind of faces if that makes sense mm. I love that I don't know if that's an option. <laughs> no it's like it's, yeah it it sounds like it gets you think it definitely gets you thinking in a different way um I think potentially some you know, some competitors and um, you know I've probably been there as well where you don't as you say you don't truly some of, some of us might not see the benefits the other benefits that it has instead of just aesthetics like, it sounds silly. I always remember it when I'm having to pick up loads of shopping. I don't know why, but like when I'm right in Lidl, I have these massive like, <laughs> bags. I know this is so random, right? But this is where, like, my at the moment, my appreciation for like lifting, <laughs> where I'm in Lidl with these massive IKEA bags, and I don't even think twice. I'm just throwing all the bloody food in, and then I just pick it up with one arm and just lump it. And everyone looks at me really weird. And I'm like, why is everyone looking at me really weird? And then it like, sounds silly. That's where my brain goes, ah. That's not something that people can normally do. And even when I'm like mm-hmm. lifting stuff for like my grand's house at the moment, trying to rejig everything, she's like, as if you can, do you know, as if you can lift that, can you lift it by yourself? I'm like, yeah, of course I can fucking lift it by myself, grand, shut up. But again, that's something I don't, I've probably take, I take for granted. I'm like, why did she just ask me that? But then for her, it's like, no, like you, because of this training, you can do other stuff. So yeah, I'm hoping maybe yeah. to this will make, make them think, in what scenario have I been in the past 24 hours? that I've probably taken something for granted, but it's actually because of what we do as competitors has actually led us to directly be able to do that. But before we don't even think about it. I also don't think you have an appreciation, like full appreciation, but I think you can like empathize with people who potentially are less mobile or less functional or or have, um, you know, factors influencing their ability to to do things like that. But I, I don't think you like fully appreciate it until you physically look at something on the floor that you've dropped and you go oh that's going to be hard to pick up in a second do you know what I mean I've got to pick that up and and I and I think that we get used to just whizzing around so much at hyper speed um that we just forget that our body is so we're, we're blessed with having a healthy fit strong body and and the ability to be mobile and functional and I think that is taken for granted. I mean, this is going quite deep, quite quick, but my my dad passed away three years ago this week, actually. And um, he was in pretty poor health towards the end of his life. And he always had back pain and he was always stopping and leaning over things and, you know, struggled to tie his shoes because he carried excess fluid around his midsection. And I, uh, it's kind of, I'm kind of not to the same extent, but kind of moving through similar things. Like I'm leaning over things going, oh, my back hurts or mm. difficult. And I just think, wow like the amount of times I didn't realize how lucky I am to have a body which is so strong and it it does 
it, it does give you a, a new perspective. It really, it really, really does, I think. But you, you know, it's your dad, don't you? Is there a memory? You've a tattoo that's in the memory of your dad. Yeah, I have two actually. One's on my finger. Um, it's a heart on my middle finger because he had a heart on his middle finger. Uh, he actually had funny story, he had like spade club <laughs> diamond and heart on his fingers but I wasn't going to go for that look so I just went with a heart <laughs> and I have a tattoo on the side of my uh, ribs which uh, says be happy which was one of the last things I uh, he, he said to me basically it was one of the last conversations we had and I I said to him you know dad is there anything you want me to do and he said be happy um, I was asking him what he wanted and, and that's what he said so I had it tattooed on my ribcage but funny story my dad was a tattooist for quite a long time I never got any tattoos oh. I know and he told me <laughs> he told me I was like dad if I get a tattoo where's I used to say like where's the most painful place to get them and he was like mm, ribcage or your hands so I got both <laughs> I feel that's like the inner competitor of you being like okay where's the hardest like what's what can it challenge me like I did I did like my arm, inner arm there. I did, it was yeah. okay. I'm glad it was only like 10, 15 minutes though. Cause I was like, this is my first one. I don't want to be that dickhead that taps out. So I'm like, Joe's like, right, do your arm. It won't be too bad. I was like, do you, have you got any other tattoos? Just those two. Just those two. And I got them after he passed away. And and it's funny because I, I actually was asking him that before when I considered tattoos to try to go with an easier place. Like I was like, oh, if I, if I get one, I'll get, I'll get one in a place that doesn't hurt. Just like you, like any normal person would. <laughs> um, but I think uh, when we go through things, uh, our brain changes a bit. And actually, I think that it switches to, uh, I think sometimes when you go through things, it shows you how strong you are. Um, I think with like pregnancy, with grief, with, you know, even, even, you know, physical challenges through, through prepping and things, I think we get, um, we get stronger, I think. And I think the want to go, no, I can do that. No, I've, I've got that is it just kind of grows. Do you know what I mean? I think that's what happened. I lost him and I was like, no, I'll show you. I can do that. (laughs) You know, look what I did. I'm gonna get the hand. Although, if I ever get a next one now, I'm gonna, I'm messaging like, right, Kirsty, I've got mm-hmm. or what was it? Rib cage that you like there, sort of it, sort of a bit. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. You've inspired me. Yeah. To up. Just do it. Hundred percent. Yes. Oh. So the next one of the questions I had as well was, and it might tie into this. Like, what was the biggest turning point or experience looking back that you feel like was the biggest? game changer for you or kind of gave put you on like a certain direction or path because I feel like for me I've had a lot of different things happen especially this year that have kind of gone right that's I hate being that like woo woo this is a sign situation but there's certain experiences that you feel like kind of come into your life and you're like right that was given to me for a reason and it's because of that you've then catapulted or it's kind of led you somewhere is there certain experiences that you feel like whether it's in business, whether it's in your competing kind of like realm, have had that power for you? Mm, Yeah, I think, I think for me, there was, there's kind of been a, there's kind of been a series of that, to be honest, it kind of, it's kind of, it looks to me in my mind, that looks to me like a tube line. Do you know what I mean? It kind of like sends you off in a direction and then there's a point again. I think one of the biggest ones was 
starting my own business the same month I graduated university. So I graduated university, started a new job, of which I took on quite a lot of responsibility, as well as started my own business at the same time. So I just threw myself into a lot uh, um, quite quickly. And it took me a lot of years to try to get my, I guess, drive and and want to work all the time under control because I think that that led to ultimately a lot of success essentially because I was really driven and determined to make things work for me um although I didn't reap the rewards from that till years later but I think that took a lot of time to to take to, to to take the reins of a bit because I was very much probably the most motivated and hardworking person that you would have ever met 10 years ago because I just didn't have a stop button um and I think the definition of hardworking and driven has now kind of changed in people's mind because we now know that actually that's not a positive thing to not be able to stop Mm. and then I think with COVID happening COVID shut down um, one of my businesses which is a boot camp business or was a boot camp business um I had three sites of it it was it was huge I had 70 clients on a field at one time in a small town like training it was epic um and that in-person business was shut down quite hugely and I was forced to stop like a lot of people was were forced to slow down a bit and thinking about how long that took me <laughs> to slow down. Um, yeah, I just bought my first house, which again, took a long time to do. It does when you're self-employed. It does when you're building a business. And and that that changed me as well because it made me realize that actually I can only function optimally and ultimately be happy with other areas of my life, not just work, mm. if I invested time into them too and I think that sometimes we forget that and that that changed me quite a bit I think um also I I I think with my competitive journey I started off in um beauty pageants so I did um beauty pageants before I got into competing and I was actually in Miss England in 2013 and which is obviously the biggest beauty pageant in the country. <laughs> um, do, you, do you remember? No, I remember like when I was, Sansi, before I knew about competing, I knew about pageants. I'd always look yeah. at that. Yeah. It was, it was more of a thing like yeah. 10 years ago than fitness was. Um, but there was a fitness round and I knew that I probably wasn't going to be good at like a lot of the rounds and I knew there were girls that looked you know more like models than me and and all of this so I was just like right what can I actually train for what can I control and this is kind of when my <laughs> want to make things the things I could make change I, I I would change and um that's when I started to train properly for it because I was determined to win the fitness round mm. and I did um because I was determined to do it and I I trained for it I trained for about six months it was about six months so it was quite a short period of time and I'd always been a dancer all my life so 
I was relatively fit, um, but not to the level that I needed to be. So I was intensely training for six months. I kind of overtrained a bit um, and won it. And then, then I, I, I realized I'm better at this than, <laughs> than beauty pageants. So that then pushed me more into um, competing, especially when I met Kieran, because it kind of then fused my love of uh, kind of being on stage with performance as well and kind of the beauty element and that's the reason why I'm end- I've ended up in fitness model the fitness model world as opposed to the bodybuilding world essentially um, that then that really <laughs> I could so, chat for ages I'm sorry yeah, <laughs> you're like the perfect like podcast person to have it's nothing worse when you're like they just don't say much like, well, but no it's <laughs> Kieran was Kieran in the industry before, like, was he like, when I say in it, I mean, oh, sorry, I've got one dog. Um, for example, Joe had a passion for bodybuilding, but I met him, he was a musician. Was that the same thing with Kieran? Or was he very much already a PT or already in the industry when you met him? Yeah, no, Kieran wasn't in the industry as in profession when I met him. Um, we actually competed for the first time together. Um, and we both won the show. It was a, a local show. The uh, it was called the Anglian Bodybuilding Show. We both won our categories in the same day, um, for our first ever shows, which was really cute. <laughs> Looking back at it, um, but no, when I met him, he was into training, and it was funny actually because I was into a lot of um, high intensity training. I did a lot of OCRs. I did a lot of boot camps and a lot of functional training. Um, at the time I wasn't into bodybuilding he got me in the gym and and I remember training with him thinking guys this is boring god I've got to slow down I've got to actually take breaks like what is this uh, I know uh, and he was like you can't do burpees and after squats I'm like why not you know I he really had to slow me down a bit <laughs> I was is like can I not just do some oh. <laughs> See, I remember there was a conversation, so I'm laughing because I remember when I first got with Joe and he was like, I had a similar situation where I was like, this is really boring, but I didn't want to like be that. I, w- I still wanted to keep up a good appearance because we're kind of in the, the beginning of our dating thing. So I was like, yeah, yeah, this is great. But I was, in my head, I was like, I don't do something else like straight off. So that's just brought me back to a moment that I had with Joe. That was hilarious. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, exactly the same. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's, that's nice that you relate to. And I'm not the only one that was thinking that, you know, trying to transition into, uh, you know, just, I, you know, I, I I theoretically knew what, you know, the principle was and, and why. And obviously I, I understood, but it was a case of putting into practice that I, I thought, God, I just, I just want to run around. And I had so much energy and I had, I had a lot of, uh, you know I just I did a lot of plyometric work and a lot of functional training and and he kind of slowed me down a bit in terms of the gym um which obviously then led to led to competing together but industry-wise in terms of uh, work he wasn't in the industry yet and I pushed him to 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 get into the um training space and, and into the PT space mm. before obviously before coaching and um it was it was hard for him because he um he now and I don't want him to overhear me can get a massive head <laughs> but he's so humble 
and um really 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 good at what he does he's really really good but he doesn't give himself credit for it he's really really humble you have these people on like social media that are like yeah I'm the best at this and yeah I've done this and and he'll like do like half like boasting ish like sentence and he'll be like is that okay do, do, is that all right to say and I'm like yeah you just like <laughs> you know obviously yeah yeah um so I think we both helped each other essentially um getting into uh PT I helped him with his more with his confidence he's always had the knowledge and ability helped him kind of push him a little bit um going you know you know you can do it um and he's helped me hugely because he's incredibly knowledgeable and knows so much about so much and I'm like even now I'm like what are you saying <laughs> full Kieran that's what I call it I speak full Joe like it's a like it's a language of its own and somehow we understand it but when it's hilarious it, you're probably in the same situation where like as soon as Kieran or Joe starts talking everyone kind of goes this like they kind of focus they squint their eyes they're like what are they they're saying something good but I don't quite understand Whereas uh, me, I'm just... again, off the go uh, exactly the same I think we're probably in a similar situation there because like but the thing is, is he doesn't know that people are really taking in what he's saying and, and what he's saying is like, is really, really valuable because I'm like, cause he'll, he'll talk about it like he's talking about, I don't know, you know, going to the shops and it's yeah. like, and everyone is, is like super interested and he's like, what, <laughs> you know, and it's like, well, because, because you know what you're talking about, it's just really interesting. And, and I think that um, we both initially had just a huge interest in asking why as well like we always were asking why like this is being done in the industry or this is this is this is the this is what everyone's doing or this is the style of training everyone's doing and I was always on I think because I've studied at university I was always on like research papers and stuff I was always like well why where's the evidence for that and I'd like google and and look at like all the articles and things and like why are people doing that and he's very serious and, and and um similar not serious similar in that respect he'll he'll challenge it and be like hmm I don't know even even some of the legends in bodybuilding um you know like you know some of the legends from like the 80s and he'll be like well that was a bit rubbish we know more now so it's like it's it's funny because I think it's that combination of curiosity and just love for for what you do and and I think yeah he, he's helped me hugely because I think I think we're quite similar in that respect as well out of curiosity what Definitely. did he do before he does what he does now he was actually a chef for a little while what you um, chose well jeez I know <laughs> um yeah so he was a chef for a, a little while for me he can't cook I should that's I should... lovely though you know but he doesn't play Mate, he has these guitars, these beautiful guitars that look like ornaments. And I'm like, you gotta, you gotta get it, you gonna take that guitar off it and play for me. He's like, when I get the time. But at least yours is like, a, that's so cool. He's a chef. Does he cook for you a lot? Or not really? It seems like, so that's a similar thing. It's probably the same thing as the guitar thing. It's like, you can, but it's like, well, nah, you know, it's because we've spent so much of our relationship on prep or on and off season. And like, so, I mean, you've probably had exactly the same. I've had years of the panic of missing a meal and like the panic of like, 
you know, I've got to eat this at this time and this and this time. Um, for him, like massively was was quite intense for many, many years. Mm. Um and because of that, you end up not eating together. Like we don't really we eat actually ate together yesterday, which was really nice. Um, but that it's not often like we eat at separate times because you end up eating at separate times when you've got different schedules <laughs> and um different macros. <laughs> me and Joe have tried a bit more lately. Because, like, I think we got to the point where we were kind of, like, passing birds. Do you know what I mean? Like, we can't, we're never, like, able to, like, align our schedules. Whereas I said, look, I know we can't eat, like, together all the time. I was like, let's just do one meal a day. Just one meal a day. We just come together, phones off, switch off. And, like, we've gotten to such a good routine lately of just, like, 7 o'clock. Phones off. Yes. Yogurt. I eat. Don't even know what I usually. Eat. I'm kind of like a whatever I fancy in the like in the evening. But yeah, it's nice that even though you're not eating the same thing, sometimes it's nice, especially when you're like, if you've but yeah, if your partner is a competitor and you've both got different goals, I know what you mean. Sometimes it's nice just to have that one meal. Where you're like, ah, that makes a change. Definitely, yeah, definitely. I think it, it it's uh we, well we we spent Kieran's not competed now for a little while, and I'm I'm obviously not competing now for a little while, and um haven't done since 2021 so we have had periods of times where we have but I think you get so ritual in what you what you do it doesn't kind of change when you're not on prep because you don't feel like you're on or off prep ever when you have competed for so long it just is like well my food is more now <laughs> and now it's less it's you you end up with the same like habits when you've been doing it for so long so so yeah it's not kind of the same I mean that you know that might might change in time I don't know but we'll see <laughs> so leading on you just mentioned about competing your last competing show was November 2021 was that the European one yeah WBFF European Pro yeah okay, so let's go let's delve into that a little bit because you have had such a cool journey with WBFF I've been there I've loved watching it it's been really cool but you're now also a WBFF judge which I love speaking to other people that judge because I feel like you get a different level of understanding for the sport and obviously the criteria for WBFF is very very different in comparison to what you call like the more bodybuilding side so talk Mm -hmm. to us about the insights or kind of what you've learned about judging um and has it has it made you see things differently at all so yeah, I think I think this is super valuable, and I think this has kind of made me see like the I guess the industry and the information that's out there differently as well. Because a lot of people will say, "Oh, the judges are looking for this," and now I know that I am a judge. I'm like, you haven't asked the judges. Is what? How do you know that? So I think I think it makes me see things. You know, it's it's super valuable to to be sat where where I have sat because I see what's like really what what really happens and that's that's not I guess you don't see it unless you're there I love how WBFF judges I do I'm I absolutely love it because everybody is completely equal in terms of opinion Mm. I don't like it when there's one person who is a superior judge and has more of a say than the others um that might just be me but I love I love if you have my opinion is if you have 
six people on a judging panel, eight people on a judging panel, everyone should be able to have an equal input. Otherwise, what's the point in having that many? <laughs> you know, that's just my... Yeah, it's also important to have that, like, kind of, like, variety, you know, a very good representational judging panel, because that... And for me, I don't know if you agree about it, a judging panel for me, you should not have exactly the same opinion. Because if that's the case, you might as well just have one person judging. And it's like, what's the point? Like, so I think the panel's really important. So I get totally. that. Totally. And that, that's one thing that is is really amazing, that everyone is equal and everyone's listened to. Um, also, what I love about it is that it's discussed. So the 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 the, the judges sit and we all sit in a room and we all talk about each category and we all talk about who we had down as first, why, who had down as second, why, why this person's placed here, why we think this person will place above the other, and we discuss it. Um, that discussion is enables you to see the other people's opinions and see the other judges' opinions, which is really important when giving feedback to the, the people who come to you and say you know how did I do because you know exactly what that judge said you know what that judge said and you know the collective reason why it's not just on you because I think the problem with some feedback is if you get feedback from one judge you're getting one opinion and actually it's not one opinion that wins a show <laughs> so or it shouldn't be mm. unless you know, it's not done unless it's done that way um, and we can't leave that room we can't leave that judging room that discussion room until everyone agrees, you know, and it can be split and we can sit the frages and go back and forth and like, you know, and, and not argue, but like, just, but no, I think this, you know, and you can, you can really champion someone and you can, and I think it makes it so fair because you're, you obviously like everyone's gonna have a different opinion, but one person can't champion someone and like make them, have them have a certain placing. Everyone has to agree with it. So it definitely makes it fairer and it makes feedback nicer because when you are getting feedback from a judge, for me, I can give feedback and talk about a collective uh, discussion, which is nice, which then gives that person more direction as well and, and allows them to go into an off season or compete again having made improvements into where they really need to make improvements to make a difference <laughs> as opposed to one person's different um yeah so judging is amazing I absolutely love it um and sitting right in front of the stage especially on the WBFF stage where everybody is so gunning like and so passionate about like <laughs> being there I just smile like the whole time and a lot of people are very straight faced when they when they judge like I will just smile the whole time because well, the first one's there <laughs> anyone has got a straight face on the judging battle I know that they've got the focus face in my head I'm like okay mm -hmm. I look at that person I'm really I, I just look at the person that's smiling most of the time so I'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and I will smile at everyone as well because everyone everyone wants to be there and everyone is performing and that's what you do at a show that's what you do when you go and see a performance like a or a west end performance like you smile because that they're, they're they've put in so much effort to what they're doing and and it doesn't like for me it doesn't take away my concentration it doesn't take away you know how well I do my job but when I look up I smile just because I enjoy it so much and I think that it's just so beautiful to see such 
passion together. And that's essentially, you know, what I've tried to do with my coaching team as well. And over the years and what I've tried to do with um, the message that I send out through competing is that you're a collective, you're a group of people who only understand each other. <laughs> you know, no one else understands you. We, we're in that kind of competitive bubble. And, and I think that kind of element of, of just unity is just beautiful to watch in itself on that judging panel it is um and it's it's a great show as well it's a great length of time it's intense though because the standard is high and it gets higher and higher and higher (laughs) you know but it's fun what are the if you could give someone like a piece of advice if they're doing like the WFF stage what are the main things that they need like what stand what makes someone stand out and also like you know there are the more when I look at things WBFF bikini it's very very different to what another bikini kind of criteria is so what sort of things have you found that are really really important for people to know yeah I know that's that that's um a really good question actually um you're good at this <laughs> um <laughs> You're good at this. Um, WBFF bikini is different, and that's the reason why I love it. It's also the reason why people don't like it as well, yeah. because they're just like, you know, you either love it or you don't. Um, but WBFF bikini, in terms like for the like physical aspect, is more muscular, I think, in the lower body specifically, and and also in the quads specifically. For and I'm talking generally for bikini in other categories of um, bikini and other shows um i i think with the exception of the ifbb pro bikini league i think in terms the ifbb pro bikini league muscle mass there's a lot of muscle in bikini and ifbb pro less so i think in the amateur sector but still and also with regards to conditioning the conditioning is not nowhere near as extreme as as a bodybuilding look so it is a softer look so you have a lot more muscle mass which gives a lot more definition and a lot more um size as well but also the condition has to be right where we have glutes which are conditioned but not super shredded specifically um and in terms of the midsection you don't have to have like super visible abs like a lot of people don't have visible abs and things so essentially for one of my friends um when I first started competing again this is off on a tangent but one of my friends um IFBB pro uh she was amazing IFBB pro Olympian like just incredible I remember standing in her kitchen and and she said if you competed on my stage you'd look fat and I was like yeah I would like we had this kid we had brutal like savage but it's true like it is true like it's not it's nowhere near as lean um and it's softer and it's a more commercial look of bikini specifically if we're just talking about bikini but that is one of the reasons why I love it because the difference between like an off season and a stage condition for me is about stone like in weight that's not much like at all when it comes when you, I mean you know that's not much in the bikini world is it you know there's there's people who have to lose like three stone oh. <laughs> you know oh. <laughs> so 
it, it's nice so it's nice because then you don't you don't look a million miles away from what you look like on stage and I, I love that hormonally like for life for prep I just love it so I think like I do whenever I've spoken about WBFF to some not everyone but some people like you, know, you do get those conversations you do get those comments and like the way that and you'll probably agree with me with like the years you've been doing this and being in the industry there is a spectrum and there's a spectrum for a reason because there are certain people that don't want to go they don't want to be that lean they don't want to have to push themselves to that level they might like themselves fuller they actually it's like sometimes I think if a lot of people would actually be really honest with themselves and go take competing out of this you tell me where you where you like your body to look I can pretty much guarantee you from the conversations I've had with a lot of people lately they'd actually day to day would feel much happier much more confident being more soft and more like the WBFF look take the competitor side do you want to sit there realistically day to day do you feel your best even at a photo shoot, a lot of people say that they don't actually like doing photo shoots until they put a bit of weight on. I'm like, yeah, but that's actually the fitness fashion, you know, the fitness model look. What you're actually really wanting, like, and this is a conversation that I've been having with myself a lot lately as well. I've been like, I know that I can, I know that I can push condition, but actually, what do I like? What do I want to look like? Not like you know, taking a bit of the comp- competitor inside me, but like whenever I've gotten I've done the preps it gets to about like 10 11 weeks out and I look at myself and go oh, I would like to stop here but I can't because that show and that federation requires me to do this and I've had that mm. I've had that cycle happen three times now where I've gone oh I quite like this oh I really would like to do something with this and I'm like what well that I, I can do a photo shoot but that's probably as much as I can do because it's not going to fit anywhere else but I do think there's something to be said about like yes I do th- feel like WBFF look is level hey but I think on the other side the IFBB look it's there's still it's still love and hate as well but it's like where do you want where do you fit and also where where do you want to be and there's a space for every single person um that's that's like where my head's been out the past few weeks I'm like there's this massive spectrum of this industry and like there is actually a space for every single person um it's nice that you see you've seen all sides as well like you've seen like you've seen lots of different federations as well which is nice too but completely I completely agree with you but I think for me like a bodybuilding competitor looks incredibly impressive on stage like and I think that's what draws you in is those stage photos and looking at that competitor on stage or stage videos and going Jesus Christ, that is that is incredible, you know. And there is no way, shape, or form anyone cannot say that that's incredible. Like it, like it is. It's impressive. It's so impressive, and it does require it requires a longer diet, not necessarily a easy, a harder one, but a longer. It, it requires longer, um, and because you have to have a longer diet, that comes about that that brings about more kind of difficulties for a female usually um and sometimes that requires assistance sometimes that requires um also performance enhancing drugs and next and 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 that to take things to that next level not always not always there's so many amazing natural athletes but for me that was an area that I didn't want to go to that wasn't that was a point that I didn't want to get to 
And I knew that if I continued that kind of the influence of that incredible like bodybuilding image on stage may have pushed me in that direction and then pushed me to those those sorts of positions. But on in person, when you look at a competitor who's just competed in person, for, for me, like it's not a look that I like in person. On stage, impressive in person for me the 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 friends that I've had in the industry when I've seen them after a show or after a series of shows because let's be honest like it's not just one show especially if you're trying to compete at top level you've got to compete over and over and over again you've got to qualify if you're trying to compete at top level and when you see somebody look worse and worse and worse and worse and in terms of health and and their physical body off stage it changes your opinion a little bit and I think that that is the harsh reality of this industry is it's it's very much hair, makeup. I can do my hair, I can do my makeup, I can do the tan, I can do, and on stage, I'm this 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 shining human and 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 it looks glamorous, but actually in real life it isn't glamorous. And I think that 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 is a that is a point which I think that either people are surprised about or just know and accept because I know a lot of competitors who are fine with that and that's okay. Like it's, and if they, and if you are fine with that and know that that's what you're going into, you're going into a world where of an extreme and you love that extreme. Who who am I to say that that's wrong? Well, that's like, that's not, that's not what you should be doing. No, absolutely not. But I think everyone should be aware that it, it, it pushes you past a point of looking fit and healthy in real life yeah I, you know I think you've actually hit the nail on the head and I couldn't agree I couldn't agree more with everything that you've said there like on all the levels like it's funny whenever I um back in the past even when I did this the two bros and PCA at the start of the year I'm not gonna lie when I get to about four weeks out I'm like right I, I'm not I'm not seeing my mum and gran because I know that they're, they're gonna it's they're you know their maternal instincts they're gonna look at me and go even though they've gotten better at it I I know that when it gets four weeks out I'm like right I'm not I'm not gonna go see them because they I, they mentally find it hard and like I think it's hard because people are like oh why don't why doesn't like my normal friends understand I'm like yeah but understand like in the normal world we that that is a massive extreme um but yeah I think everything you said there is like so spot on it's like there is a space I said this is massive spectrum and there's this mass there's everyone everyone fits in it somehow and I think it's having that like respect and understanding to be like right this is the spectrum wherever whoever wants to go where is down to them um and I just mm-hmm. say that having the awareness of the extremes what are required like don't get me wrong I I love I I just love being able to kind of like dip in and out like I want yeah. to sit, I've got you've I've spoken to you a little bit briefly anyway like I'm definitely going down the other route now, which is exciting. But like, I have enjoyed my time to kind of dip in and out um, and experience it all. So it's like it's the, the spectrum. Like for me, there's a massive pool here. Just make the most out of it. See where you like to fit, where you want to go, and then just take it from there. But the other thing as well, I wanted to ask you was like, sorry, going back to one of the questions, what if you had your time again, would you still stay in bikini or would you go into fitness in WBFF? Um, so it, it's interesting because I have gone with what I suit rather than what I 
potentially would have done if I'd probably had my time again. So I actually, when I first started competing in fitness model shows, I did I did pure elite first of all uh, before the WBFF when I actually competed in fitness and I actually came second in fitness, which told shows you how far fitness has come because I was smaller. <laughs> Amazingly. Um, my quads were huge. I had actually quite big quads and no glutes. Like it was a real problem. I was really imbalanced. So I really had to work on my glutes for bikini, but I really, really wanted to. Had I had gone with my body at the time, I could have really pushed my quads and ended up in um in fitness. But I also I had such an imbalance that I was struggling a little bit with knee pain and that sort of thing. So I knew I had to balance myself out for health and for function. So I did balance myself out um, physically for, for health. And that then ended me kind of push me kind of more towards bikini um, anyway. Um, and with WBFF bikini being a little bit more muscular, especially in the lower body is, you're able to carry more muscle in the lower body um, in WBFF bikini anyway. I kind of went with that. Um, my quads, I, when I was looking at doing um, uh, IFBB and um, in, when was it? It was, I think it was, I was having discussions around 2016. And I remember um, I had two incredibly experienced um women in the industry tell me your quads are too big for bikini Kirsty. if you want to compete in in um, IFPB bikini we're gonna to have to shrink your quads like and I remember having a conversation and they were saying you know it's gonna be cucumber and cardio like there's no way about it like this you're gonna to have to shrink yeah literally <laughs> well obviously it's like it's you know it's hard to shrink muscles so, so it was it was cucumber and cardio conversation we had and I was like Oh hell no! <laughs> I've never heard of so that... cardio, but I feel like it's something that could really catch on. Like, get yeah, keep cardio. Yeah, hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. Hashtag. Um, yeah. So at that time, I didn't want to go in that. Di- I didn't want to shrink my quads, but I think I probably would have if I hadn't had had um had problems with my knees and and have been quite imbalanced if I was well balanced I probably would have gone towards fitness wellness is my favorite category in the fitness model world wellness fitness model is stunning like it's so obviously wellness in any any division is stunning but wellness in the fitness model is just to me it's just stunning that was that didn't exist then (laughs) I'm the same as you when I look at IFB sorry when I look at WBFF wellness I'm like I personally feel like that's, especially when you look at the world, I'm like, wow, I feel like that is what wellness, in my head, when you allude to kind of like the visuals of it, I do feel like mm. it's like the wellness. It's mad. I'm so jealous. I'm, you have to go with genetics as well, but no, no that's, we'll, we'll have that conversation a different day because that's, that's uh, that we, we don't need to, we need, we need to go down that road. But yeah, I, I there's a IFPB wellness um, pro in my gym. Her name is Sarah Harley, and in in person, just before she competes, she is shredded, like down to the bone. There's no soft about it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but the the wellness um, model look is is stunning, and I I I wish that was a thing. Like when I started, because I would have just been captivated by that, and I probably wouldn't have um 
told myself that I needed cucumber and cardio to shrink the quads do you know <laughs> I thought the rest of the day I was gonna have cucumber and cardio just like circulating like in my head there's always a, there's always a saying that circulates in my head after every episode and I feel like this is the one <laughs> but yeah is, is there anything else that you would give um to people who are considering um whether it's a fitness fashion so the fitness model like type of the industry that top tips that you say obviously you coach so many amazing girls they've done so well so like what sort of advice would you give to people that are looking to take that step or go into that side Mm, yeah no I think for for me I've always said um to I've always said to my girls when they say you know I'm I want to I want to compete in fitness model or I might compete in bodybuilding or I might um you know do x y and z I always say to people what do you want to look like like what do you want to look like take away everything else take away who you've seen on Instagram take away what you think you should be doing or the expectations you're putting on yourself for certain reasons ask yourself what do I want to look like how do I want to feel what do I want to be every single day because the stage is there temporarily it's there for five minutes if you're lucky (laughs) and it's gone you know so but you live in your body every day of the year every week and I think it's important to for me it was always anyway I mean and then everyone can have a different opinion and whatever that opinion is 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 you know is is right for that person but for me it was always important for me to say, who do I want to be? What do I want to represent? And who do I want to be every day? And mm-hmm. that's that then is then translated on stage for me. Um, I do coach so many amazing girls and I'm really, really, really blessed and privileged to, to have a community which is so, so beautiful. It's amazing. It really, really is. It makes me smile so much when I think about it. But it's important to remember that you've got to love every aspect of your training and your lifestyle. And when you get to stage of the fitness model stage anyway, to know yourself that you're representing you and an ind- you're an individual up there. And I think that that's what the model stage should represent. It should represent individuals and individuality as a part of that. Um, so it's important to remember that expressing yourself on stage as you is so powerful because you don't have to be anyone else. You're your own criteria. And I think that's the most beautiful thing about fitness model shows in general. And I think if, if anyone's considering it, I think the most important thing is that you know that you're going down a route of I'm going to focus on who I am and who I want to present myself as on stage as an individual. I'm not going to try to fit into X, Y, Z box. And I think that that suits a certain person and it doesn't suit another certain person. And that's, that's, that's cool. (laughs) That is the, I think that's the best way to end this episode on that. I feel like this, I I would have dropped it a million times, but one last question is, (laughs) <laughs> what makes you not just be ego so it has to be something hopefully that people might not know much about you or it's something maybe not related to fitness but what makes Kirsty not just a bikini girl 
I could say a few things, um, but I think now I've, I've got to go with the fact that I'm going to be a twin mum, you know, so <laughs> I think that's uh, that's another another journey and another chapter, which I'm not sure how much I'll share about like um, on my social media, because I think that that's a part of it's going to be a part of me, but that's not going to be me entirely um my mission is always to empower people that they're not one thing they don't fit into one box you're not just a mom you're not just a competitor you're not just a wbff pro you're not just a you know whatever this is you are many 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 things and i so i love that question um but that is definitely a part of me that i am now going to be as opposed to now you forgot about part though your so again sorry You've forgotten the very important part that you're a dog mum. Obviously, I'm a bit biased. Uh-huh. Your dog. Absolutely. <laughs> he is he is the best. He is the soppiest thing you've ever seen in your life. But he is, he's, yeah, he's brilliant as well. Jim Shepherd mum. <laughs> yeah, I love, I've, I never thought I'd ever have a German Shepherd in my life. And then Joe brought Dagger. And like, just to see, because we never had a dog from a puppy either. But like they're bloody mm-hmm. smart dogs, aren't they? Yeah, they're too smart. They're smarter than, than humans, I think, sometimes, which is quite scary. <laughs> like living with AI. Kirsty, it's been so good. It's funny because we just before we started recording, we were both like, do you know what? I feel like we kind of like know each other, but don't know each other. But then like our husbands kind of know each other. And like the videographer that we have is kind of like similar. But it's so nice to actually like get to speak to you directly. Um, Like it's been so good to get to know not just Kirsty that I know on Instagram, but also like, as you say, like the other facets of what makes you you or makes you tick. So I've actually really enjoyed this. So thank you. Likewise, I have as well. Thank you so much for having me as well. After so long, <laughs> I know that I will leave all of Kirsty's um, Instagram links, etc., below um, for you to connect with her and see the beautiful bump, the beautiful dog, just everything about her. I just absolutely have a lot of respect for. So yeah, thank you, Kirsty, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. <laughs>